the basic core of your business, which is retaining and growing your client base and your top talent, is more difficult today than it's ever been. Leveraging technology, generational diversity, and the current economic factors are the way forward. And that's coming up next on Experience Leadership. Welcome to Experience Leadership, a podcast that challenges small business owners and entrepreneurs, just like you, to dare to be the exception. Join our host, customer experience expert, Mark Haynes, as he uncovers relevant and timely content to help you script and direct your business and teams to create jaw-dropping experiences your customers and staff deserve. Here is the host of Experience Leadership, author of Lights, Camera, Action, customer experience expert, Mark Hain. Welcome to this episode. This is where small business owners and entrepreneurs pick up core skill sets to help them create the jaw-dropping, show-stopping experience that their customers and employees deserve. I am your host, keynote speaker and customer experience expert, Mark Hain. And today I am really excited to welcome leadership expert, Rick Denley. We will be chatting about how you can leverage key areas in your business and how you can grow with the implementation of processes and other factors in your business. And we'll get to that in just a moment. I hope you and your team will get extraordinary value from today's content. If you find the information here valuable, go ahead and share it on social media. And of course, if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to this program. If we have learned anything through the pandemic, it is how resilient we are. We have had to face constant change in an unprecedented fashion, but it's not over yet. So I'd like to know from you our question of the day. What do you think you need to leverage to be truly successful? Go ahead and share your experience on social media and make sure that you hashtag it experience leadership. As I mentioned, my guest today is keynote speaker and leadership expert, Rick Denley. Rick's background includes leading Canadian divisions of multinational corporations based in Japan, France, Germany, and all over the U.S. He is the co-author of Dynamo Diaries 2.0 and the author of his brand new book, Reinvent Yourself, Personal Positive Growth Through Any Mess, Movement, and Mission. Rick is also an undefeated amateur fighter using his skills to raise funds and awareness, helping those with cancer beat the disease. Welcome, Rick. It's so nice to have you on the show. Hi, Mark. Thanks very much for that great introduction. I'm very happy to be here. It's nice to have you. I've been waiting for this for all week long since we decided we were going to do it. And I know you have lots of stuff to share. But before we get into anything, maybe you could tell us a little bit about what you do for your clients. Sure, I appreciate that. You know, here at Peak Performance Leadership, we're always looking to help our clients grow. And we're talking about growth of individuals as leaders and growth of their organizations. They go hand in hand. And that's what we like to do here, Mark. You know, we work with both the operations and process side that you mentioned briefly, and also as importantly, more importantly, the people side maximizing people's capabilities and helping them grow to the level that they want to be at and they want to lead at. That's what we do here at Peak Performance Leadership. 
Nice. And while you're at it, why don't you tell us a little bit about your brand new book, Reinvent Yourself? Well, thank you. I appreciate it. The Reinvent Yourself concept came out of really the journeys that I've had in life, both in personal, career, and business. And I wanted to give back. I wanted to help people. Some people don't realize that I'm actually a recovering engineer. So there is a formula to successfully reinventing yourself. And reinvention is really about change. And if there's something that we're learning to get better at, especially the last couple of years, it's change. Our ability, Mark, not only to accept and embrace change, but actually lead the change in ourselves and others is most important. It's one of the most important things leaders can do. You know, we have, when you talk about the word change, we have faced so much uncertainty and change in the last two years. From your perspective, how have business operators and leaders fared? Well, that's a good question. You know, some better than others. The ones that fought it, the ones that sat around and said, well, we're just going to wait this out until everything returns to normal, didn't fare quite as well as the ones that quickly realized that they weren't only going to accept the change, that they were going to get out in front of it and lead it. And that's what it's all about. Good leaders find the opportunity for growth within change. They don't sit around and wallow in it, and they don't simply say, I'll wait this out until everything goes back to normal. They say, hmm, change has come our way. How do I lead the direction I want it to go so that we get the outcome that we want? Those type of leaders for people and organizations were very successful. And you know what? It really showed their mettle. You know, as we say, Mark, there's no good captains made on smooth seas. So when the tough times come, that's when leaders need to stand up and lead. So when you say, because we have the people who are doing very well and we have people who aren't faring so well, what do you think the biggest challenges are for the people who haven't fared as well? Well, here's the thing. At the end of the day, it comes down to one word and one skill set that we all have to learn. And I take it from a Harvard-trained psychologist, Shimmy Kang, and she wrote a whole article and book that talks about this one skill set that if we get good at it, not only as leaders, but as people, we're going to have a more successful and happy life. And that one skill set is adaptability. Adaptability allows us to get to where we want to go. It allows us to handle whatever circumstances come our way and we adapt and embrace it and plow forward. Very cool. You know, I love this word adaptability. I think everything that we've been doing throughout COVID-19, through all the businesses have had to do, it's been a real challenge. Getting people to be adaptable and to be able to bounce back and be able to change up what they're doing really has been the definition and kind of the differential between being successful and not being successful. For example, of this was in earlier episodes, we talked about how a bakery, you know, during the first bunch of lockdowns, couldn't, they weren't allowed to necessarily sell their food, but the grocery stores were open. And so then they turned their business into a grocery operation. And, you know, from there, they were able then to turn around and repackage all their content into the stuff that you needed so people could bake from home. And that was a, a picture-perfect idea of adaptability. And so you use fighting as a metaphor. How is yeah. being in a ring, a boxing yeah. match, similar to what businesses owners have been facing? Yes. Oh, great question. And, you know, when I signed up for the Fight and Cancer to grow awareness and also funds to fight cancer, hey, listen, who of us 
hasn't had somebody close to us in our family or a friend be impacted by cancer. So, you know what? I think all good leaders give back. So this was my way of jumping into philanthropy. So your question is, how does the fighting and things tie into what I do? You know, in a ring. First off, I took up fighting and boxing at the age of 53. Okay, so you talk about adaptability and change. It took a lot of it for me, my body, my mental state, and things like that. When you're preparing for a fight, there's a lot of things you're perceiving and understanding and training towards, and those you can control. And you do. And you get yourself in the best shape you can be mentally and physically. And guess what? We have a coach. You don't go it alone. Everybody needs a coach and a mentor. And then when it comes time for the actual event and you're in the ring, you need to learn to change and adapt very quickly because you don't know what your opponent's going to throw at you. You don't know what's coming your way. And although you step into the ring with a plan, just like everybody has a plan for 2022, remember, everybody has a plan till you get punched in the face. Then it's all out the window. And here comes the adaptability. Here comes our ability to change, move quickly, and work on something differently. So relating to what goes on in the ring to business and leadership and people is very similar. That ability to step back, adapt, change is all the same. So the brain learns. We can rewire the brain, which is a brilliant thing. So if you weren't going to change or you're not going to change, start slowly. You know, Mark, I share with people when I'm on stage, like you giving keynotes, I have them take their watch off. I ask them to put it on the opposite wrist. And I ask them to do that for two weeks every morning. Now you're fumbling around with it like this. And it's a bit difficult, you know, because it's odd and it's change. By the end of the two weeks, you're slapping that watch on the other wrist in no time because your brain has rewired itself to understand how to do it. The motor skills come along too. It's no different in change. We can rewire our brain so that we're better at it on an ongoing basis. So that's really what's important. And that's how the two get tied together. I love it. I love it. That's such a great metaphor for how we need to adapt through that. Of course, part of the challenge with anything change, of course, is fear. And so I'd like to talk a little bit about how fear plays into our success or failure. And we'll do that right after this. When the spotlight shines on your business, are customers applauding or yawning? In other words, how is your business performing? Make your business a star with the new book, Lights, Camera, Action, Business Operational Excellence Through the Lens of Live Theater by Mark Hain. Mark uses his business and acting experience to help you see your business like a live show so you can create a performance your customers will never forget. Buy Lights, Camera, Action today at your favorite online retailer or directly at markhain.com. Welcome back. I am here with leadership expert Rick Denley. We are talking about leadership. We're talking about being adaptable. We're talking about what it takes for leaders today to kind of ride the wave that is COVID-19. Rick, when it comes to those new to leadership, what myths do you you think they need to do to overcome? Mm, That's a very good question, Mark. You know, leaders at the beginning of their leadership career and the first time they're leading, they think that they have to know all the answers. They think that they need to be the very best at what they're doing and what they're leading in. And that's not always the case. You know, I love sports analogies and some of the best leaders and coaches weren't the best players, but they have the skill set necessary to be a very good leader. 
And today we talk about how we should be leading. You, you posted a recent article which was talking about love and kindness as leadership. I talk about the importance as well as empathy and authenticity as being characteristics that we need to be a good leader. So those are things that we look for in leadership. So I think that any leader starting out has to realize they're on a lifelong learning curve as well to become a better leader. And we need to learn on a regular basis. We're not the experts. You know, as much as we like to say it, we can help out. And we tend to be one or two steps ahead of the people that we're leading. And that's all you need to be. And then empower them with the right skills, tools, and knowledge to get better. That's why we're here. There's two things leaders do and should do well. Develop people to be the best they can be and develop organizations with the right processes to help them out. When those two merge together, you have incredible success, whatever you define success as. Yeah, I love that. And we've said time and time again on the show that you don't, you cannot see the label from inside the bottle. And you mentioned Mm -hmm. it earlier, you mentioned about the coaching aspect to it. You know, and likewise, you know, some people, you mentioned about some of the coaches and the best coaches weren't the best players. Likewise, though, some of the best players don't become great coaches until they get trained in that aspect. So, you know, my concern has always been, and I think I'm not in the minority when I say that when I got promoted into leadership, I had zero training. I had no clue what I was doing. I was just copying what people had done before me or people who had been my leader. And then I hoped and prayed that the people I was leading would support me. (laughs) Yeah, that's a big part of it. You know, the interesting part there is that we often look at somebody doing very well. And you know my sales leadership background that you mentioned earlier in my bio in the corporate world. And the biggest mistake that organizations made is say, oh my gosh, that person's our top salesperson. Let's make them a sales leader. Two different skill sets, two largely different skill sets. Somebody who can sell does not necessarily know how to lead. They don't know how to mentor. So everybody that's put in a leadership role should have some sort of coaching and mentoring put in place. You mentioned earlier about the situation that we're in right now in North America, especially with the great exodus, where Almost two-thirds of people right now are either leaving or looking to leave their jobs for something different. Our ability as leaders to attract, retain, and develop other leaders is key. So you have to have a leadership program in place to help people develop as they grow. And I know that's what you and I do as well with people. We coach people and organizations on a regular basis through our workshops, masterminds, and we both love to get on stage and speak as well about leadership. That's one of the main about leadership. It should be a mentoring type role that we do on an ongoing basis. Yeah, it's interesting. You just said that I was interviewing with an operator and and they were talking about the role of the leader. And it was really kind of leaning towards this idea of micromanagement. And, you know, I had to stop them right there and just say, you know what, the role, primary role of a leader is to be the coach and mentor first. If the leader has too many operational things that they're doing and they're not stopping to lead and mentor and coach their teams, well, then you just have another worker and the leadership tag is just a nameplate on a desk. (laughs) Right. And it's one of the hardest things for people to do as they grow in their career as well, is to leave behind what they were comfortable with. We've all heard that we need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that's the biggest part for a leader. Leave behind what you did well and learn leadership and really understand what it means to be a good successful leader, which is developing others to be better 
be the very best that they can be. That's what you want from a coach and a leader, not to keep sharpening your skills. When I stepped in the ring to fight cancer and was training for eight months for my very first fight, do you think that my coach, my fighting boxing coach, had to be the best that he's ever been in his boxing career? No. He had to lead me and others that were part of this great initiative to get better. That was his job, to make us ready for the next step that we were taking and the best that we could be. That's a good leader and coach. I love it. You know, uncertainty as a leader, though, is full of fear. Fear plagues, I think, leadership more than people even care to admit. And I know that you talk about how fear plays a role in, in leadership practices. Could you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, it's a great point. You know what? The major reason that people do not change or reinvent themselves is fear. It's the number one factor. Oh, some people say it's bad timing. I don't need to change right now. Maybe it's not financially, you know, proper for me. We all know it's fear. And that's okay because we're all fearful. Like people ask me for my first fight walking in the ring, you know, were you scared? I said, well, okay maybe a bit more excited than scared. But was there fear throughout my training? Yeah, absolutely. So we know there's two things we can do when it comes to fear, right? We can fear everything and run or face everything and rise. And we want to rise. The ability to overcome fear and in fact, harness that fear energy in your direction is huge. When you're able to harness that fear energy and have the confidence to move forward, you'll be in a much better place to help others as a coach, mentor, and leader. So let's overcome, punch through whatever fears you might have and move forward. You're going to be successful. But, you know, to be clear, though, you're not discrediting fear. You're not saying, don't be fearful. No, not at all. If you're not a bit fearful, you're not taking on big enough challenges in my eyes. That's how I feel, and others do as leaders as well. If you're remaining in your comfort zone on a regular basis, you're not going to grow. And it's about growing and getting better. And that's how you help others as well. Helping others overcome that healthy fear that they have is very significant. If you can do that as a leader, what a skill set. You know, if you combine teaching people adaptability and harnessing fear energy, wow, you're well ahead of the game already as a great leader and coach. Yeah, and keep in mind, you know, leaders get fearful, but their teams are fearful as well. And a leader's job, as far as I'm concerned, is to absorb that stress and recognize it in people. And you mentioned empathy earlier on, being able to understand that the people on your team, especially with new projects or new definitions of outcomes and that sort of thing, people are looking and saying, how are we going to do this? (laughs) We're going to do it collaboratively. Yeah. You know, that type of leadership that people, especially the up and coming generations, they don't expect you to wear a cape and fly around and solve all the problems of the world. They're looking to be part of that journey. And collaboration is such a great word. And leaders need to collaborate now. You're not put there to solve all the problems alone. You're there to do it as a team. If you can harness and create a culture of collaboration and team, you're going to achieve much more than you could on your own. You're also going to retain that top talent because you're creating a journey, a pathway for them within your organization. So that's very important right now during this great exodus that people are all having. Create a pathway that's very clear for the up-and-coming leaders 
and collaborate with them so that everybody rejoices in the victory and success at the end of the day. You gave me goosebumps when you said they don't expect you to have the cape on and fly around. Yeah. Why is it that leaders feel that that's how they must be? That's a good question. And it's tough to answer. You know, is it generational, which it might be, Mm -hmm. you know, coming from different generations, expectations might be different as well. You and I have been at this for several decades. And the way that we were led 20, even 30 years ago is much different than the way that we're expected and should lead nowadays. So I think that there's been a lot of change now. And we need to make sure that we adapt to the new style of leadership and understand that it's the right thing to do. You know, that we don't have to be on an island doing it all ourselves, that teamwork now works well, that collaboration is important and input from others as well. As I mentioned, we only have to be one or two steps ahead to help nurture the people that we're working with and leading, and that will help everything be successful. Yeah, I love it. This is really just super fascinating, Rick. Could you let everybody know how they can get in touch with you if anybody has any questions? or they have an event coming up they'd like to bring you in for, how can they reach you? Yeah, thank you, Mark. You can reach me at www.rickdenley.com. All the information's there on our Peak Performance website that you might want some other blogs as well and storytelling about leadership that we have. You can gain access if you want a copy of the book as well. You can grab it there. And all the information needed, including a few articles that I've written recently on leadership and a forum that I ran a couple weeks back with other key leaders. And they give specific examples of what they're doing in their organization that they're finding is helping them grow in the coming year. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. You mentioned in your synopsis that we are seeing changing behaviors now both in buyers and in team dynamics because of technology. Could you expand on that? Absolutely. You know, the pandemic itself pushed us into utilizing technology more and more. You know, the the great Zoom calls that we're on all the time now as well are being used. Buyers have found that they can buy and purchase products and services online with as much efficiency or more than having to have salespeople and organizations come in and see them all the time. So salespeople specifically have had to realize that, again, don't wait around for everything to go back to what you thought it was. Buyers aren't going there. They're very happy with purchasing online, looking at your website, which should be much more up to date, and having a couple of Zoom calls with salespeople to get the products and services that are necessary. So we as salespeople and organizations and leaders need to become very fluent with the technology that's in place now so that we can still bring value, unique value to other organizations and buyers. And that takes a little bit of change as well. And internally to the operations side, your sales process is going to change. So sales leaders out there specifically, make sure you're updating it and you're using technology and you're not waiting around for things to go back to normal. This hybrid model of how we work is not going away because people and buyers prefer it. So it's here to stay. Well, and you know what? It's changed how we do business, hasn't it? You know, and part of the challenge I think that's going to happen that we're going to see is that, you know, we on one end of the Zoom call need to understand that people might not be as adept at the technology as we are. And so understanding that sometimes, even when we are forced into it, that there's going to be frustrations, there's going to be 
people who aren't quite as adept to it. And that in itself can change how we view our relationships with one another. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, back in that leadership forum that I mentioned to you, we discussed as well how important it is to make sure that we're adapting to this hybrid model. And how do you build a culture within an organization remotely? Because we're not going to get everybody around the water cooler anymore like we used to. The meetings are going to be different. And as leaders, you're right. We have to really ask good questions and listen to understand, not listen to answer. Listen to understand where the people are that we're leading because it's going to be different. If you're leading a group of 10 people, I guarantee you 10 of them are going to be handling this pace of change and adaptation to technology differently. Please notice that and work one-on-one with people to see where they're at. Ask Mm. key questions, listen for understanding, and then respond with, like we said, love, kindness, empathy, and always be authentic. That's the leadership style people need going forward. You mentioned before when we talked about one of the problems with leaders about that it could be generational. How does generational diversity fit into everything we're talking about today? Hugely. This is the first time in history that there's been four generations active in the same time in the workplace. That's a lot to handle as a leader because each generation comes with its own beliefs, set of values, and working habits. And some people have adapted and changed and others haven't. So how do you bring together a team of four different generations with different values and skill sets? My suggestion to leaders is that you look at the complementary positives and work on those. Oh, it's easy to pick apart the differences. Listen, I'm Gen Xer, as you know, 7.30 to 6. And if I'm not exhausted, I didn't put in a good day. And then we stereotype millennials where they're sitting back anywhere in a coffee shop doing their work, but they get it done. So let's not look at what we think are differences. Let's harness the things that are complementary. What does each generation bring to the next that we can help each other with? That builds a strong team. That's one of the ways that as a leader, bring those groups together, build a strong team, make it complementary, make it fun as well. You know, nothing wrong with poking fun at ourselves a little bit. We have to have a sense of humor. And as uh, one of my fight buddies told me, you know, your ego is not your amigo. So you got to leave that at the door, as we say, on a regular basis. I learned that the hard way, by the way. That's another story, Mark. So bring together the teams, bring together the different generations and look at the complementary skill sets and knowledge that they bring. That's my advice when we look at different generations. Love it. You know, I'd like to tackle how business operators can take all this information to plan for success. And we'll get to that right after this. Attention, meeting and event planners. Is your company or association planning a live or virtual conference, seminar, staff retreat? Are you looking for a fresh, energetic perspective on what it takes to put on a jaw-dropping experience for your customers or staff? Book customer experience expert Mark Hain for your next group event. Past participants have said, Mark kept us in stitches while teaching us how important and powerful actually designing our customer experience can be. Read more testimonials and find out how Mark can serve you and your group at markhain.com. That's M-A-R-C-H-A-I-N-E.com. 
Welcome back. I hope you are getting tons from today's episodes. We've covered so many aspects of leadership. Planning is such an integral part of business and leadership success. What advice do you have for today's leaders when it comes to everything that we've been talking about today? Well, you know, the old saying that those that help plan the battle don't battle the plan. It's involvement again. It's team effort. How do we collaboratively create this? You know, when you look at the the great movie and challenge that Apollo had, when the men were up heading to the moon and so on, and the ship wasn't operating the way it could be. If you remember a key scene in that movie, the leader of NASA comes in, throws on the table all the pieces and parts and things that they know and that they have, and puts it out to the entire team and says, we need to solve this. Now, as leaders, lives aren't always at stake with us. However, it's very important that we understand that teamwork gets it done. So delegation for leaders is key. Again, we're not wearing a cape. We don't have to solve all the world's problems ourselves. Being a good delegator is really advantageous to being a good leader. Recognize that your staff members are hungry. You chose good staff members for the right reason. These people are there to help out. Let them shine. Let them grow, even through their mistakes. Be there for them when they fail. So they fail forward and you keep them moving but allow them that autonomy and bandwidth to do what they want to, and you'll have them around a lot longer, and you'll also see incredible results. Remember, we're not the smartest person in the room necessarily. The collective mindset of the team that you've created is key. So have them create the plan as well. Here's the other beautiful part, is that if they help create that plan, Mark, they're going to have an accountability. And one of the biggest things now as leaders is how do we create adaptability, but also accountability? It's so huge right now that people be held accountable. We can't get away from that. If they help create the plan, they have what we call self-accountability. I want to get this done. I chose it. I put myself on the line for it. These are my ideas. I'm going to make it happen. And you know what? That was the exact same for me when I signed up for my first fight. I said, well, I'm going to put it out there. I am going to blast it out there. So I have no choice but to make this successful so that I'm going to hold myself accountable to what I said I would do. And that's what we have to impose onto our individuals of the team so that the plan is everybody's, everybody owns it and everybody will have a right to celebrate in the success. Love it. You know, it just shows how different the generations have been. Because of course, when I entered the workforce in 1976 as a teenager, It was all about all the systems and methods were in place because they didn't trust that the staff would do what they were being paid to do. And now, and, you know, and I always thought it was, I always thought it was ironic that when I did something wrong and my boss decided to chew me out for whatever mistakes I made, I realized that even at 15 years old, that I was harder on myself than my boss could ever be. Because the last thing I wanted to do was let anybody down. And I still to this day say that most people don't wake up in the morning thinking, today I'm just going to shag the dog. I'm going to do absolutely nothing. I'm, you know, maybe I'll shop on Amazon all day long, right? Nobody wakes up thinking that they're going to underperform all day. Right. That's a great point. And and you know what? It's interesting because when we look at that, we want to be sure that people have the support that they need to be successful going forward. That's a very important trait that we want to look for. In fact, hiring and retaining and developing top talent is what leaders need to do. I mentioned it earlier. And now in that hiring process, we look at hiring based on attitude and values. 
We used to look at skill sets and success, not anymore. Attitude and values, if those align with yours and your organizations, you don't need all of these hierarchy type of red tape processes in place because you hired somebody that you know they get it. They're going to make the right decisions most of the time because they have the same values and they're bringing a great attitude as well. I've had the opportunity to coach very high level sports teams. And I'll tell you, I will take individuals that have incredible attitude and a hunger to learn over people with a great skill set, but a poor attitude. I'll take them because they'll make a better team. And in the long run, they're coachable and they'll be far more successful within the organization and themselves because of that self-accountability. Absolutely. Hey, as we move forward, anybody watching this might be looking at, yeah, you know what? I need to do some work on my my internal culture. I need to do some work on myself as a leader and so on. Are there any cautionaries to what we're talking about today? Anything that people should be aware of as they move forward? You know, any change that you're going to implement, I think, is good. It won't always be perfect. Remember, as leaders, we don't always make the right decisions, but we make our decisions right. So go out and make decisions. Okay, the only way that we can grow is through change. So like I said, learn to adapt, embrace, and lead change. But most of all, as well, if we want to get better at something and we want to minimize the pitfalls in front of us and the errors, get a coach, get a mentor, get a leadership program. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how successful you think you are. Listen, I had a lot of people figuring that, you know, I'm a good old Canadian boy coming out of hockey. Boy, I'll just step in the ring and it's go time. Not at all. You need a coach, regardless of the experiences that you've had. Get a coach, mentor, and you'll be further along and have better success than you would have without. Love it. And if anybody's interested, we do have an episode, a couple of episodes on how you know you need a coach and how do you find a coach. So check it out. As we wrap up, do you have any last thoughts about what we're talking about today? You know what? It's such a a large topic and an important topic as well. But if we're looking at leadership itself, I'll encourage people to lead as themselves Don't try and be a leader that you see that's successful, okay? One of the keynotes I give is called Leadership Your Way. Become the leader that you should be based on the experiences that you've had in your life and the areas that you feel proficient in and that you feel you can give back and mentor others most. Be the leader that you've always wanted to be in your own style, not somebody else's voice. I love it. Rick, this has been so great. Could you remind everybody one more time how they can get a hold of you? Yeah, thanks, Mark. www.rickdenley.com, R-I-C-K-D-E-N-L-E-Y, just like it's spelled below me there, .com, and all my information's there. In fact, as well, you can click on a link and schedule a 15-minute discussion with me if you just want to learn more about this and how perhaps we can help you be the leader or lead your organization, or lead yourself through change, whatever mess, mission, or movement you might be on, we're here to listen. Love it. And you also have the first chapter of your book. Did I see that on your website? Thank you. Yeah, for reminding me. Head on over to the website. You can subscribe there, and we'll send you over the first chapter of this book here. And it really sets the tone, because remember, this bookmark is a blueprint for helping people 
get to where they want to be. There's a bunch of worksheets involved in it as well as some great stories to help keep you motivated. And if you want the first chapter, you can download it right on the website. Love it. Rick, thank you so much again for doing this today. I really appreciate you being here to share your knowledge, your passion, and of course, your expertise. Mark, thanks for having me on the show in front of your viewers as well. Brilliant. I hope you took lots of notes from today's episodes. There's a lot of nuggets in here. And as you can see, Rick and I share a lot of passion for today's topic. If you are a member of an association or an intact team, and you think that it would be beneficial, that we would be beneficial maybe to come out at your next conference or a staff retreat, feel free to connect with us or pass our information along. We would truly appreciate it. And as always, my offer stands. If you would like a complimentary 30-minute brainstorming session, please feel free to book yourself on my online calendar. The link is in the show notes down below. It's the one that's marked meetwith.markhain.com. It's in the link. And I'm just going to say hi to Ace because Ace has taken me up on the offer and we're meeting a little bit later on this afternoon. So I'm so excited to get together with him. As always, I am at your service. And if you haven't done so yet, go ahead, please, and subscribe to this feed. Follow me on social media. This is how you can keep on top of all the content that I bring forward for you. Content that you can use to help your business create those show-stopping, jaw-dropping experiences that your customers deserve. My name is Mark Hain. I hope you stay safe, stay healthy, and I hope you dare to be the exception. Thank you for joining us this week on Experience Leadership. Make sure you visit markhain.com for a full directory of available episodes. While you're at it, if you found today's content valuable, please share it and tell your friends about the show. As Mark says, knowledge is power, but only if you share it. Be sure to tune in each week for the newest episode. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and dare to be the exception. Mm-hmm.